And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen when and where you choose if you can't listen live overnight. You know my favorite story of the weekend? What? Actually, had nothing to do with politics whatsoever. Yeah? It was that story about that multi-multi-millionaire that's trying to live forever. Oh, yeah. And what is he? He says his, what, biological age is lower than his actual age? That's what he claims. Uh-huh. He's yeah. a tech entrepreneur who has spent most of the last three years in pursuit of a singular goal don't die. I'm not making this up. This is not the no, Babylon no, it's, it's true. During that time, he spent more than $4 million in developing a life extension system called Blueprint, in which he outsources every decision involving the body to a team of doctors who use data to develop a strict health regimen to reduce what Johnson calls his biological age. That system includes downing 111 pills Every day, wow! wearing a baseball cap that shoots red light into his scalp, collecting his own stool samples. Well, I'm out. I, You know what? I've had, no, I've had a good life. Yeah, you know. I'm uh, only 57. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking at, at that. At that point, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't need more time. Yeah. Gary, you got a choice. Collect your own stool sample or die. <sighs> wow. I just, I just want to let everybody know that it's uh, death been is, real. Death is looking good. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, it's, I'm good. <laughs> I've had a good life. Go on without me. I'll be laying in my casket. Some listener will be there going, "Nah, he'd rather be here. I heard him on the air. Yeah. Because his only other choice was collecting his own stool samples. So yeah. He, don't worry. He's happy. Yeah. He's good. Everybody. Doesn't he stop your crying? Doesn't he look wonderful? He looks so young. He looks so good. <laughs> he looks so young. Well, this guy's system includes donning 111 pills every day, uh, wearing the baseball cap that uh, shoots red light into his scalp, okay. collecting his own stool, and sleeping with a tiny jetpack. A what? 
a tiny jet pack attached to his private parts to monitor his nighttime erections. Uh, Johnson thinks that any act that accelerates uh, aging, like eating a cookie or getting less than eight hours of sleep, is an act of violence. So what if what if you're 900 years old, but you're a weirdo? You're just, you're, he's a creep who lived forever. You're just <laughs> weird. That's just strange. I'm sorry. You're looking to do all of that for eternity? The goal is to get his 46-year-old organs to look and act like 18-year-old organs. Johnson says the data compiled by his doctors suggests, well, who's suggesting this, that Blueprint yeah. has so far given him the bones of a 30-year-old and the heart of a 37-year-old. And he's, again, how old? Is he 49? 49. Is that uh, 47, 49, was somewhere it? in there? Yeah, I forgot how old. Forgot how old he is. Well, okay. So. 46. 46. So he only de-aged his heart by seven years. Look. Yeah, but how do you know what the heart of a 37-year-old well, is? No. If it, you were if you were Dick Cheney. I, and then, by the way, this is not a Dick Cheney joke. I'm We're going to have some of those later. No, but, I'm, yeah. no, I'm, I'm because I'm because Dick Cheney had heart disease yeah. in what in his twenties, didn't he? Right. And at one point, I mean, you know, he uh, for a period of time he was living living off a an artificial heart, and then he yeah. got a heart transplant. Yeah. And you know, I mean, so I don't, I don't know. The I, 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 it, well, and who qualifies it? If if what you're saying is. The heart is operating well. The tissue doesn't seem to be aging. Uh, you know, as a layman, I just I have a lot of questions. What's, what are the criteria of saying, okay, that heart actually is seven years younger in biological age? But it's not. I know he's saying the the information the doctors collect suggest he didn't say the doctors suggested it. Okay, somebody suggested he's, it. Who oh, suggested so that could it? be his interpretation or somebody I, I else's don't. interpretation. Yeah. Well, here's when we'll know when the doctors are saying, "Hey, we've been working with this guy, and here's what we believe." Number one, I don't think they're about to say that. Number two, especially they're getting paid by him. It, yeah, exactly. And number two, um, it, it, it's it's one of these things where I, I'm very curious about this desire to live forever. I want to have a long, healthy life. And I do everything every day. I, let me stop there. I don't do everything, apparently, according to this guy. There are some things I will never do. Yeah, the whole electrode thing, I don't You know, know. when your doctor says, are you doing everything to live longer? No, I'm not. 
There are two things on the list that I can tell you I'm not doing (laughs) and won't be doing. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Can I have my lollipop on my way out now? Look, we we learn it quite often. We learn it too late. But then it gets over to the living part of it. You know, if you spend 900 years on this planet, but it includes doing these things all the time. Now, this is in Time magazine, and it says Johnson says all this all all of this is about something much bigger than getting ripped and maintaining a youthful glow. Uh-huh. Most people assume death is inevitable. We're just basically trying to prolong the time we have before we die, he says. Until now, I don't think that there's been any time in history where Homo sapiens could say with a straight face that death may not be in- inevitable. Now let's get to the doctor's point of views. Experts strongly disagree. Death is not optional. It's written into our genes. Mm-hmm said Dr. Pena Cohen, Dean of the Leonard Davis School uh, of the University of South California. Cohen mm-hmm. emphasizes that living longer in the future is certainly possible over the course of the 20th century. Human life expectancy has risen from 50 to more than 80, but living forever is not. There's absolutely no evidence that it's possible, and there's absolutely no technology right now that even suggests we're heading that way. There's, if, only, there's if, only one person ever that's really wanted to live forever and that was that's irene cara oh stop do you remember the show in the 60s oh no i'm sorry Hmm. i i remember the show in the 60s (laughs) called the immortal oh yeah no that was a cool show the immortal remember he had the blood and every everybody wanted his blood like oh yeah these billionaires were trying to great concept and by the way when you talk about it in that setting then it would be well the green mile yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, okay. yeah great point. You yeah, know, yeah. and it's he's not at the at certain point. It was, well, you know what? You you have to deal with a lot of grief along the way and everything else. 
it's a it's a great discussion to have in terms of anyone. And this is where that Irene Cara silly comment came from. I can't think of, you know. A situation I don't know that as a society, most people are saying, oh, man, I want to live for eternity on this planet. I think people say I want to have a long, healthy life. Mm -hmm. But I believe most people are realistic and and know that we are very, very mortal. They talked to Dr. Eric Verdon, CEO of the Buck Institute for Research on Aging. Mm. And he did say, if you want immortality, what should you do? Uh, You could probably... Uh, turn over a new leaf and and become a Christian. Wow, he said, "Go to church." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you want immortality, go to church. <laughs> no, I mean that's exactly what came to my mind, um, because with my faith, but but also just generally speaking, that's great, you got it. Yeah, I don't really, I don't. I just don't think in those terms. He says, if I believed even a little bit that it would be possible, I would be excited. It's what I do. I research aging. But it's a pipe dream. Verdon isn't just skeptical of Johnson's claims that he can achieve immortality. He's skeptical of his claims of age reversal altogether. Right. Quote, he professes to make, this is what you and I immediately question. And we had talked, a lot of the beginning part of the show was, Mm. look, Critical thinking also means not just you th- you think in a critical way and come to the critical conclu- thinking conclusion. Mm-hmm. You ask critical thinking questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said um, uh, uh, he's skeptical of the claims of age reversal altogether. He professes to make everything transparent, but as a scientist, it's really impossible to understand the tools he's using to assess his age. Adding that the Buck Institute reached out to Johnson to collaborate on some research and has never heard back. Johnson's lack of interest in collaboration with independent scientists made Dr. Verdon more skeptical. Exactly what I said earlier. We'll know it when there are doctors lined up saying, hey, I think this guy may be onto something. We've been working with him, but if he won't work with them, then what does that tell you? I'm waiting for Dr. Fauci to come out and say, you can live forever. You can live forever. You can pay taxes forever. (laughs) You can stay indoors forever. I think he did. I think he did say it, as long as you wear a mask. (laughs) It's conditional. (laughs) And get 900 vaccines a day. (laughs) Instead of 111 pills? Exactly. 111 vaccines a day. The the number one thing I asked was, what are those 111 pills? I want to know what they are. You know, you know what I first thought of hmm. the supplements that you take if you're a Scientologist. Oh, they load I had you forgotten with about that. Yeah, they yeah. load you with supplements. Yeah. I take just a few, yeah. and that's too many. <laughs> I, uh, the only supplements I take are more vitamins, and every every supp- yeah. any supplement I take, my it's doctor approved. Right? No, it's yeah. all on my doctor's list. Yeah. Um, yeah look. I smell something of a, you know, okay, I can teach you how to do the same. Uh, I don't know. They don't, I'm not going to sell a DVD, but video or subscription or something. 
Here's the best a VHS, part. A VHS, a VHS tape on how to live forever. Here, here's. Here. <laughs> Because it's not just that medical professionals are skeptical of uh-huh. Blueprint's ability to achieve immortality. They're not even convinced his routine is healthy. Oh, okay. One doctor, of the director of the Institute for Aging Research at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New what? York. Way to go, Einstein. Met Johnson in May and uh, at the annual retreat for the Academy of Health and Lifespan Research. The doctor recalls that when Johnson showed up, the doctors present were concerned he looks so sick. He looks so oh, pale. Wow. I don't know what he did with his face, the doctor said, adding that he was alarmed uh, by Johnson's lack of fat, which plays an important mm. role in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these doctors, we all kind of agreed he really didn't look great. Oh, wow. The doctor also had serious reservations about Johnson taking so many supplements and treatments at once, warning that all the different pills could interact with one another in a dangerous way. What he's doing hasn't proven to be safe because some of the treatments he's taking are actually antagonizing each other. He says, adding that doctors normally research the effect of one drug at a time rather than the cumulative effect of more than 100 pills at once. Even if it works for him, how do you know it works for you, he said. No, exactly. Blueprint uh, is not an experiment that we as scientists or doctors accept at all. Yeah. Johnson did not make his own doctors available for an interview. See, if you're going to do this, you've got to have you've got to have full transparency. Yes, if you want any credibility. Exactly. Unless you want to get on TMZ or right, The View. Anyway. Well, I mean, but the, it really is tabloid. Yeah, it is. You're yeah. you're exactly right. It's tabloid, and you know, he's sounds like he may be selling something in the future. I don't know. Or maybe it's just an obsession. That's it, though. Hmm. That's the ultimate sell immortality. Oh, man, no, if you could, yeah. yeah. As you said earlier, you, on, could, VHS. Well, <laughs> on VHS. On VHS. <laughs> I, it's, that's, you know, that would be the thing. Look, people buy everything these days. They buy into, oh, yeah. They, they buy into any type of mindset known to mankind right. and will pay you their hard earned money, you know, to live a delusion. Well, so why not, I, not why not the ultimate one? Well, right along forever? these lines, I heard a guy the other day saying, and so-called expert said, "You want to lose weight? Reduce your calories." Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's been the red eye diet for the longest time, isn't it? Yeah. Eat less, exercise more. Yeah, I think you wrote that book back in uh, yeah. Well, before probably our show, but two thousand five. Yeah, when we started together. Here's yeah. the short book, the yeah. Red Eye, now the Red Eye Diet Book. It page will... one, eat less, number two, page two, exercise more. <laughs> yep, the end. Nope, 300 pages about Eric and Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the diet plan, but we have a lot to say about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was born at an early age. We're narcissistic weight loss. Exactly. exactly. Now let's make it about us. Yes. 86690-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howe's Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. 
This year's selected U.S. Capitol Christmas tree originates from the Mountaineer State. And as Amy Albright of the U.S. Forest Service in West Virginia observes, the selection continues a storied tradition of her state providing what is known as the People's Tree. This is actually the third opportunity that West Virginia and the Monongahela National Forest had the honor to provide the tree. Joining the ranks of four other forests that have had the opportunity to provide the tree at least three times in the program's history. So we will be joining the Green Mountain National Forest in Vermont, the Pisgah National Forest in North Carolina, and the Ottawa National Forest in Michigan. The Monongahela also provided the people's tree in its initial year of 1970, as well as during our nation's bicentennial in 1976. The 2023 tree will be harvested in early November and paraded around its home state for two weeks before arriving on the Capitol grounds. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara. All right, all right, all right. This guy's trying to live forever. I just found this part of the... At the end of the article, all right, uh, that he's got YouTube videos. Roughly 180,000 people signed up ah, for the, his okay. newsletter in the first five months. All right. Blueprint's first commercial product, told you, sold on his website, is an allegedly uh, allegedly cholesterol reducing olive oil, oh, yeah. so, uh, sold in a black box, emblazoned with a red lit photo of Johnson and the slogan "Build Your Autonomous Self." 15% of Johnson's daily diet consists of this olive oil, he claims. Two 25-ounce bottles cost 75 bucks, and they're all sold out. All right. P.T. Barnum was right. People are buying into it. As a sucker born every day. And they're aging quickly. Yes, <laughs> Threat to democracy if you don't download our app, Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Wow. This was just, when I saw this one, elitism, 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 that even comes at times in a Republican package mm-hmm. or a so-called Republican package. I'm talking about New York Times columnist David Brooks. He's always on PBS. Who said, I screwed up. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently put out a tweet. He was at Newark Airport. All right. And he put out a tweet. You know, it showed like a sandwich, whatever, and a one drink there. And he said, basically, paid 78 bucks or something like that for it. Or 80 bucks, something like that. And he goes, this is just outrageous. You know, this is how inflation infects the average person. <laughs> what they found out was the actual food was, I think, 16 or 18 bucks. The rest was alcohol. 
even though the restaurant blew him in. They called him out. The restaurant called him out. Now, I'm not a fan of David Brooks at all. No. You know, I don't really believe that. You know, he you can call yourself whatever political label you want, but I'd, I've never viewed him as really a, a loyal conservative. I just I just uh, haven't. But as they write here uh, from Politico, New York Times columnist David Brooks acknowledged he had screwed up after his social media post complaining about the price of a meal at Newark Airport went viral last week. Uh, an upper class middle uh, an upper middle class journalist having a bourbon at an airport is a lot different than a family living paycheck to paycheck and when i'm getting sticker shock it's like an inconvenience when they're getting sticker shock it's a disaster brooks said in a friday interview uh at uh, pbs brooks uh post on x formerly known as twitter which read quote this meal just cost me $78 at Newark Airport. This is why Americans think the economy is terrible. It was accompanied by a picture of the meal that included a burger, fries, and an alcoholic beverages. The post got over 37 million views. I was interesting. He said the post gathered over 37 million views and generated a flurry of criticism and memes with many users mocking him for being out of touch and noting that Brooks' drink was likely the driver for the high tab. Well, what the restaurant then reported. The restaurant reported in its Facebook page. They got a hold of this, noting that Brooks' bar tab accounted for 80% of the bill. Ouch. He's on a liquid diet, mostly. Brooks said, I was insensitive. I screwed up. I should not have written that tweet. I probably should not be writing any tweets. <laughs> Just got blasted. Well, at least until you sober up. <laughs> I think it was 60 out of the 78. Okay. Was dollars was alcohol. Al- was alcohol. Yeah. How much is the drink at an airport? No. I guess it depends on what you're drinking and the airport. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I had a drink at the airport. You know, yeah. that I, oh, let me put it this way. I don't remember the last time I paid for a drink at the airport. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it was, I think, 10, 12 years ago, friend, we were uh, in the same city for the same event. And then on the same flight home, it turned out. And so we saw each other at the airport, and he bought me a beer. I think that's the last time. But I don't – I have no idea what it cost. He bought yeah, it. I'm sure they're expensive. I, I'm yeah. assuming – I'm assuming if you got – if you get a – I would guess if – let's say you get uh, not house but top shelf. Yeah. Uh, right. Alcohol. Right. I'm going to guess $12 a drink. I was going to say 13 for some okay. reason, All right. thirteen comes to mind. Okay, right. That's that's I, that's what I would guess. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much that's changed since we've had inflation. I, yeah, I don't because know. I, I'm I'm going by what I would think the price was pre-COVID. Right. But I maybe I I'm guessing maybe I've gotten a wine. I don't think I've ever gotten a beer or a mixed drink mm-hmm. at the airport. Mm-hmm. Maybe a glass of wine. 
Because if you got a if you got a long layover, mm-hmm. you can sip on a glass of wine for a couple of hours. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because when you see the price, and the price I I'm going to guess the price of a glass of wine would be twelve bucks. Yeah, I would think. Twelve to 15, I mean, there's a premium because you're in the airport, right? You know, a bag of chips is twelve bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all. But by the way, that's always been the case that you're paying a premium. In the airport. And every traveler knows that. But, you know, when, when he when he criticizes Republicans, I've noticed, I mean, I'll, I'll call, I'll, I'll just say what David Brooks did was what they do in the mainstream media. Hmm. They lead you down a particular path yeah. Yeah. without being 100% truthful on everything. Yeah. So they show you the, they show you the meal mm-hmm. with one drink. Mm-hmm. and put in 78 bucks and that wasn't the truth right and i don't believe that was the price of it with one drink one drink didn't cost him 60 bucks no he had more cocktails which then uh you have to ask was his tweet alcohol enhanced yeah that, that was my uh my thought earlier when he was when you said that he said uh maybe i shouldn't be tweeting well not until you sober up <laughs> I mean, that could have been, if we're correct, anywhere in the area. Uh, with taxes and all, that could have been, uh, what, four, five drinks, maybe? Four drinks, probably, because some of that was a, I don't know, was any of that a tip? <laughs> Does the guy pay a tip? Um, but some of that was taxes. Yeah. You know, and so I'm guessing three or four drinks. But the thing was, he wanted to, and and this is this is again, this is the accusation we make when you're an activist, when you're a political activist. Mm-hmm. I know he calls himself a Republican, but oh. I believe he's a political activist by the way he explains things. Mm-hmm. And when I say political activist, it means you don't necessarily tell the truth to make your point. Right. And he wasn't necessarily telling the truth to make his point. He was trying to say that. A burger, fries, and a drink is 78 bucks to yeah. highlight how bad inflation is. For whatever reason, I don't, know what the, I don't know what the reason is, but when you exaggerate like that, then you're not a journalist. Well, and you're not, because you're exactly. not telling, you're not putting it in context, which gives, pe- which gives people the ability to understand this is the reality of the situation out there if I want a burger, fries, and a drink. That it's going to be seventy eight bucks. Well, it's not going to be seventy eight bucks. If I'm going to put that on social media or, or demonstrate it here on the show, that same dynamic, then what I would do is I would say, okay, is there some way I can go back and I don't know get a receipt uh, in my records that has the same meal at the same airport from two years ago, three years ago. I'm no, you're I'm, right. I'm building, no, no, you're right. Yeah. I'm building yeah. in my mind what people right. will start asking on social media or here on the show. Right. Well, OK, compared to what? Because at an airport, it's always more expensive. What did you pay for that same item three years ago, four years ago, whatever? And that's what I'd be looking for. Otherwise, if you just want to make the populist comment, man. I just ate lunch, and I'm going to have to go get a second job to pay it off. 
and leave it at that. Yeah. No right. picture of the, right. you know, just leave it at that. No specifics and move on. Otherwise, if you're going to make a specific allegation and say, you know, and there's no doubt prices have gone up. I'm sure that same meal was likely less uh, a few years ago. Well, people, when they purchase a concert ticket, then look at the the actual fees. Yeah. Be it Ticketmaster or whoever. And, you know, mm-hmm. $20 for what? What did they do? Football uh, boyfriend fee. Taylor, that's only a Taylor, Taylor, Swift Taylor Swift charge. Swift. So, but you, you, and so if you put that down there and say, here's the, here's just the processing fee, 20 bucks. Yeah. Because the point would be, what is the actual work being done? Mm-hmm. Is there printing of tickets? I'll pay the shipping. I'm not paying the handling. Yeah. Uh, well, are are you are you printing the tickets or are you just providing the 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 service? Is it the app that the people are paying for access and the convenience to the app, which then they charge to the customer? Right. But when you when the customer knows the problem with that is the customer looks at it and says, for example, you get money out of your ATM. Even now, if it's not your own bank, what is it? Three bucks, four bucks, maybe at the most. Uh, three fifty. Yeah. Three fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, something you know, like that. And so you know, all right, the convenience of being able to take it out of a bank that's not my own mm-hmm. is three to four bucks, and I'm taking out three hundred bucks. Okay, that's worth it. You know, right. I got stuff yeah. at that point. Yeah. If that I take may- out twenty, right. that's not worth it. But if I'm if I need right. to get out three hundred, okay. Yeah. Right. But you. You uh, you talk about you know food, and if it's just in you know, but but then you would consider and say there's the fee, right? Well, if you look for example at the a concert ticket and you mm-hmm. say there's the fee, well for what? Why is the fee for a hundred and fifty dollar ticket to a show? Why is the fee thirty bucks? Right. What is the point of the fee? What is, people don't they don't know what they're paying for. And so they're suspicious and say, well, that's just outright greed mm-hmm. and it's a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And so they start screaming, uh, you know, to the artist, why are you working, you know, with this promoter or ticket agency? Right. Because their fees are outrageous. Right. Yep. No, I mean, that's spot on. Um, that's a lot of artists right now are battling that. You know, I, I don't want. Uh, an upcharge on my tickets. So, and the thing is, you get a couple of tickets, and you can have you can you can have fees of sixty bucks. You get four. T- think about this: you can get four tickets to a you know some kind of show or a sporting event, and you know your your fees could be a hundred and twenty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But people load onto the sporting event in the secondary market, especially they buy from, you know, I, I don't know a lot of teams. Well, I don't know. I don't know where, you know, the NFL, the NFL probably sells everything for office mm. through the individual team's office. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to, and now single tickets in the secondary market, you're going to pay for. Right. I don't know what they are. I haven't bought an, I haven't bought an NFL ticket. Well, a lot of cities are not there. They're not even available, you mm-hmm. know, because everything is sold out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, everybody recognizes the fee because it doesn't make 
it doesn't make sense to most people. You know, they're saying, okay, here's what I'm, here's where I'm getting ripped off. Right. And they'll say it to the artist, you know, you're worth paying the $130 to see, or Elton John, you're worth the $9,500 for that balcony seat. Yeah, I'll, I'll make that down payment in my 78 easy payments of $400. Right. That 30 bucks, I don't know what I'm paying for. Yep. Yeah, who am I paying? Yeah. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Take note here. The IRS is coming after you, people who have made money from reselling tickets to concerts or sporting events this year will face new scrutiny from the IRS when it comes to uh, filing their 2023 taxes. A A newly implemented law lowered the tax reporting threshold for users of e-commerce platforms like event ticketing websites, Ticketmaster and StubHub by requiring those platforms to provide information on sellers' proceeds to the IRS if their ticket sales in 2023 were worth more than $600. The previous reporting threshold applied to users with 20000 in revenue and more than 200 transactions, but now the new threshold can be triggered with just one transaction if it tops $600. Why? Because the billionaires are ripping off the IRS Uh by scalping tickets. That's right. Yeah, that's how it's working. That's what they were saying, by the way, when they were wanting wanting to scrutinize all revenue or or transactions of 600. It was was actually bank transactions of 600 or more. They they lied and said it was about catching billionaires, and it's not. No. No. Now, the transaction, for example... They're going to monitor it. If you have two three hundred dollar tickets that you sell for three hundred bucks, yep, that hits six hundred. It's yep. the sales, not the amount of profit you made. The sales that you made, six hundred mm-hmm. is nothing. Oh, and yeah. so they're going to be going through right. saying you made ten bucks here. You made a okay. Sorry, you made two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. bucks in the last year. Uh-huh. You got to pay taxes on right. it. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. 
The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.